My name's Casey Adnip, but my friends call me Catnip. You're listening to... Thank God I had this doctor, this PhD guy, <laughs> with this ego. We got science! Like, he came in there, like, okay, this kid does matter. Cat Chats. Alright, welcome back to Cat Chats. We have a special edition today. In the studio, we have uh, Aggie DJ Mike. DJ Mike from Kyle Field, Kyle Field DJ, or just Michael Casca, as I know him. Right. A couple nights at the tap, a couple weddings, Ooh. team all around. All right, so Mike is the new Kyle Field DJ. There's been some changes at Kyle Field. I feel like there's been less on-field sponsorships, advertisements, and it's really allowed for the Fighting Tech Zaggy Band to play a lot more, which is awesome. Uh, a lot more yells, and I really like, shout out to the broadcast crew, I guess it's 12th Man Productions, um, they have a yell leader cam on the South Yell Leader stand, it is awesome, man, it's, a, it's just, it's so small, and it just looks like a little GoPro or something, so, such a cool shot, seeing that up on the big screen. So one of the funny things about that, yeah. uh, so a lot of the meetings that we go through, we kind of talk about, you know, afterwards about how, you know, the game went, obviously. Right. And uh, Andy was talking about how... Oh, Andy Richardson. Yes. Uh, he was, he's the big screen director while and the director of 12 Man Productions. Mm-hmm. Now he's like an assistant AD. Yep. He's all yeah, over the place. I worked, I, when I worked for 12 Man Productions, he was one of the guys that hired me and really helped me get a lot of... Uh, opportunities thrown so, in my way. One of the big things that we we're talking about, Andy was like, "Man, you know that yell cam is awesome." He's like, "But then <laughs> he goes, as soon as we started using it, he goes, it started to shake." And he's like, "Man, we better go fix it." But then he said, "Wait, it's shaking! It's shaking! This is awesome!" Because he said, "It's yeah. it's just like the crowd is causing the camera to shake, just because that's oh, the type of environment." And so we just leave it just like that, just because it oh. It adds that much well, more. Well, as and as a professional, he's thinking, "Oh, the camera's shaking. Oh, exactly. we can't have it shake." But then it's like, "No, no, 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 no." The effect of it, even if it's not the noise shaking, it just just the stand shaking. Man, it gives it that effect. It's, and on the massive big, I'm sitting in the north end zone. Oh, you're right. Or like I'm sitting at the bottom of third deck, and I'm looking at this massive screen. The yell leader shake. Oh, it's so great. So obviously, uh, fighting tech Zaggy band, and then the yell leaders. Now we have our own Kyle Field DJ. Which controversial in other stadiums around football? Just because football's changed. Big screens were controversial at right. one point. It's just how it evolves. New things introduced. Some of them don't work. Some of them do work. And I think uh, the first two home games against uh, Louisiana Lafayette and um, Nickel State not the best litmus test. But then South Carolina comes in. It was a better game than it probably should have been. <laughs> but nonetheless, it was a game that needed some serious fire from the fans. And we were discussing earlier, Flux Pavilion, it was like third or fourth quarter, coming in clutch. Man, Aggie DJ Mike was one of the difference makers. And to me, as a student, yes, I do think that the yell leaders re- like really keep people in the game. In the band, people love the band. But I was looking over, because I sit uh, just north of the student section, and I'm looking over whenever you're playing something, and I'm seeing hype. People dancing, people on the big screen jamming out, and like, and yes, you go into a yell after that, but it just keeps the, it just keeps the momentum going. You're it's right. great. It's exactly what my job is there to do. Just got to keep the hype overall, the lit. Got to keep it lit during those times. 
But Lit, as the millennials would say, y'all. Uh, howdy. <laughs> you know, you were a wedding DJ. That's how we met. Of course. And then you were doing stuff at Reed Arena. So one of the things, like my background, I guess about five years ago, I'd started out with a company working as a uh, DJ for weddings and right. different events and sororities and parties. And then probably about... I guess it was probably about two and a half years ago, I broke off from my company and went ahead and started my own, and now I'm on my own, and it's uh, just kind of doing my own job as a freelancer, and so it's nice being your own boss, I'll tell you that. Yeah. But, uh, and so, because that, and I guess it's probably about three years ago, I'd really stopped, I'd gotten away from doing weddings just because it was something I didn't want to do anymore. I want to get more. They can be difficult. Oh, man, you're right. They, it's a headache sometimes. Hey, you got to be your quarter, you got to be the quarterback of the day. That's you know, right. It's hard to quarterback a bridezilla sometimes. Woo! But hey, I've had, a, I've had a good, I've had a lot of great weddings. I was, I'll say that, and a lot of great, a lot of great memories and times. But I just want to get out of that type of thing because it took over an entire Saturday, and I wasn't exactly key on that. And so I got in away from doing weddings. And actually, the last wedding I did, you were there. And oh, uh, is that the key wedding? <laughs> yep. Yeah. Great times. Shout out Morgan and Kate. Good times. Yeah. Uh, still really good friends of ours. <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay. So you were. So you went from that, and how did you get hooked up with A and M and doing and doing gigs at like Reed Arena for volleyball and basketballs? So. Uh, so they had actually reached out to us whenever I'd started. Uh, they reached out to our company, and our company was looking for somebody. They kind of wanted to pick somebody who was a student who was going to be here for a while. Like, like also longevity of this yeah, job. Yeah, yeah. When you introduce somebody, they want somebody to stick around for a while. And so I just basically fit the key, and they're like, "This guy will definitely do the job. He listens to a lot of Drake, and you know." That stuff. <laughs> He listens to Drake. He listens to the new stuff. They're like, he knows what he's talking about. He, he knows. He knows what Kendrick Lamar is. Oh. Uh, okay, so so you're doing, that Reed, you're doing that at Reed Arena. At what point did they say, okay, we want a Kyle Field DJ, and that's you? We want a DJ wow. at Kyle Field because, like we said earlier, there's other schools that sometimes throw the fact that they have a DJ under the bus. I think that yes, you have received some criticism, but. I also think that you've been met with a lot of people that really embraced it from the gig before uh, the first game day. So, so what was the process of them deciding to have a DJ and then that being you? A lot of people that I know throughout the athletic department just working there for so long. Yeah. Uh, so many of them, you know, the, there's always the chit chat and, you know, the whispers of saying, man, we need to get you over there at Kyle Field one day. Yeah. I actually never thought this day would, like, this day would never come. You never thought that you'd be on no, Kyle Field I never on thought. first deck versus Bama. Man, exactly. Baby, that's I, what I'm talking about. It, this was the pipe dream, baby. Yeah. And, it, and, you know, I think one of the things we had talked about it actually for the 2016 season, but. It was just one of those things. It just it kind of faded away, and I was yeah. like, "This is exactly how it's gonna go every year." Yeah. And then all of a sudden, right there at the beginning of the summer, uh, I had some friends that were working in there, and they're like, "Hey, don't be a, don't be uh, weirded out. Somebody hits you up for uh, Kyle Field," and I was like shell shocked. I was like, "Are you kidding me?" I was like, "Don't play with me about this." Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because <clears throat> I've gotten chances to go work out with the football team for some events, and then uh, for their Friday night light events as well. And so I think that was one of the things that kind of helped them key in on. Hey, this could work. Yeah. This could be a thing. Exactly. Especially just the whole change of the way our game days are going. I think it's just something they wanted to bring in with all the new with the new overhaul and it is fitting in a perfect timing. Just perfect storm honestly. Well, and honestly, I think about um, you know, so I attend a church and it's a it's a Methodist church, so largely known for being traditional, Catholic similar to to a Catholic service, but you know, not exactly all of the tradition. And a lot of churches are transitioning into having contemporary services. And so there's like some people that are trying to do like a blended service, which Mm -hmm. the church that I work at and that I I play music at is doing that. It's, you know, contemporary worship, but it's also uh, has some traditional elements. And I feel like 
That's what A&M is trying to do. And I like it because we have one of the most obvious, uh, obvious, we're known around the country for being a tradition-focused school, which is so much fun. It's great. It's got some awesome, awesome things. And, you know, just going through A&M traditions, you know, muster, silver taps, uh, the 12th man, just all revelry, just really cool traditions that you want to keep there. You want to, you want to, want them to stick around. But at the same time, you have students that were born now in like the 2000s. Like you're having students that are born in 99 and 2000. You know, at some point, you've got to add some, some hype. You've got to add some flashes and some, some bangs to keep, students coming to games you i mean obviously you want to appease your your donors and your old ags because they're an important part of the school's history but i feel like a&m is now moving towards yeah we still have the core we still have marchins still have the fighting tech zaggy band the cannon but now we're adding in some hype we're adding in some flash some 2017 we're, we're you know we're trying to be on the cutting edge and well one your uh, ones and twos, your setup is pretty sick. The ad, the uh, the the Texas A&M discs, man, those are those are sick. Custom shout out to Skins right there. Baby. That's sweet. Yeah. So your purpose on game day is bringing in a little bit of that new flash and flair, uh, getting the students hyped because we we love we love yells. I was a student. I was in the twelfth man for years. I was on the field. I was filming yell leaders. I get it. It's awesome. It, and it when and some people I think from the outside. It's hard to understand, like, well, what, like, what, what do you need yell leaders for? But then you get there, and I mean, they're they're the the dudes in the white jumpsuits. They're on the field, you know. They're getting people hyped. They're running around. They're with the football team. It's great, and it's an awesome tradition. But at the same time, we have you up in the stands now, and you're providing some serious bangers. You just in those dead moments. What's your purpose on game day? What what were some? So what do you see? your purpose as and what were some of the actual directions that you got from the university so some of my purpose are uh, well one of the big things that kind of helped me coming in for the season was they took off band and yells from the script they're completely unscripted for the season right now okay so what they're able to do because they felt like they were tied and i don't think people realize that how scripted game oh, days gosh. are. gosh and, and the hour-long script meetings we have oh every my friday gosh. Yeah, yeah yeah and even and even morning of if when you're going just quick run-throughs mm-hmm. but i mean Game days are structured, and it seems like it could be because of timeouts. But there's TV timeouts, and then there's team timeouts. And each, and when I, I mean, I don't know how it is now, but TV timeouts had certain things that would happen. There was a certain amount of TV timeouts, Mm -hmm. and then you had some where you would just, if there was extra, you would have some things to throw in. But but every team and scheduled timeout had something planned for designated for those timeout two, timeout three. Well, luckily now that we've taken band and yells off the script. And then as well, we've taken a lot of those hand-waving moments out of the game and, and fan recognitions. Right. Because uh, we wanted to make – because one thing that we had gotten back from a survey from last year, we being Texas a Athletics, they had gotten a survey back saying they, there's too much of momentum killers throughout the game. I think – yeah, yeah. And then also band and yells, it, was, it got to the point where – somebody was telling them to go and that's not what the environment should be like they should be 100 percent reacting and so what it is band and yell or fight texas aggie band there you go myself and uh the yell leaders 
we have to we have to form like a chemistry together because it's it's basically all I'm either listening or looking for them because I'm reactive off them. I pl- I'm I'm second man. I'm second right. fiddle to them. This is their place. I'm here to help them out when they're not going. So whenever we have when band is going or yells are going, it's all them. So is there one guy like up in the box just calling like, all right, hey, uh, band, go. Yeah. Oh. And like, all right, band, go. DJ oh. Mike, be ready to play him out. Yells, you're going to come in right after that. So that guy, Andy Richardson. Is that Andy? Yeah. Andy! Yeah, shut up, My man. dude. He's God. awesome. Love Andy. And that guy has, has freaking, uh, I mean, when I started at 12 Man Productions, um, I, I, I don't I don't know exactly, but I think he was the director of Big Screens, and now he mm. is, I mean he's running the show. Yeah, he I mean, is, he, and he's always been a re- and he's been there for years, and he's dedicated so much of his life, uh, not only to Kyle Field but Texas A and M in general. That dude has has blood, sweat, and tears. He has actually some really interesting uh, ghost stories. Oh, I've, Kyle I've, Field. have you I've heard been, him? I've been getting on some of them right now. Uh, I, I I have my own ghost stories. I have <laughs> I have seen the Kyle Field ghost. It was at Old Kyle Field, uh, the west side that got knocked down. I legitimately, I was coming back from a week-long trip with softball. I was uploading a bunch of footage on a Sunday night. I was there at like 4 in the morning. I had just gotten McDonald's. I was walking mm. around, uploading some stuff between two computers, and it it was real. It's it's. I never believed in ghosts before then, and I do now. That's it, the 13th man right there. Woo, it was creepy. Yeah, if you ever talk to Andy Richardson, have him tell you some ghost stories. No, definitely. That's Andy, anyone. With Andy and all them, the, there's a lot of unsung heroes that make absolutely these, makes this production and these game days go by so smoothly that don't get a, that don't get well, enough recognition. Andy Richardson, obviously, he's an assistant athletic director, right? I'm I'm, I'm I, not I'm not mistaken. I, I don't have to look. I, he might be. He might just be. I think I think he's actually. I think he's just. He's an athletic director. Okay. Yeah, there's a lot of athletic directors yeah, out there. Yeah, it's been a while since I've caught up with him, but he, he was the director of 12 Man Productions. And then, uh, you know, under him, Buddy Kimberlin, uh, mm-hmm. Cade Key, you know, you, uh, Matt Simon, Will Johnson, those guys have right. all been there forever. And it's, you know, it's it's definitely some unsung heroes. Uh, you know, Cade Key, I, I believe he's heading up The Pulse, which is an award-winning oh, uh, production coming out of of um, Texas A&M and uh, Aggie Athletics. So a lot of unsung heroes, but that's really cool. Yeah, I figured that there was one person. I didn't know that that the uh, yells and band were unscripted now. They're not even on headset anymore, actually. Really? Yeah. So Who, who directs them? They, like I said, they're completely reactive. They, whenever they, they have free reign to go whenever the timeout's going. The only thing they can't do is go whenever we have a PA going. So they have a script that they look in front of them. If there's not a PA, they're going. So who? So are you on a headset? Yep. Okay. I'm listening to Andy, and Andy's my—he's my eye in the sky. He's my ears. He's yeah, basically—he's yeah, yeah. able to tell me like because sometimes I have a hard time seeing band or yells just because of the just the students around me. Yeah. So one of the hard things. So he's basically—he's like, oh, looks. So he's basically—he's talking 24/7. He's just well, saying like, oh, looks like we have we got band going. Oh wait, yells are coming in right after him. He's like, all right, Mike, let's roll into this. Okay, and then we're gonna do as soon as Mike, you're out. We're gonna hit the big screen with a uh, stinger real quick. Yeah. So you know he's definitely—he's—he's he's literally and calling he's the game. He's been there up long there. enough where he know man he knows that field. He he has evolved with game day oh he definitely so it's uh, i having him up there i I don't know what they would do without him for being honest but okay so so one thing so all that's happening i always i have always felt like there are three teams on really any game day um where there's media involved there's obviously so this weekend there's gonna be texas a&m there's gonna be alabama and then there's a third team that no one knows really even exists and that's the production team and that's you that i mean that's i mean everyone is really doing their job 
for the team and they're also directing you they're doing the big screens they're helping out tv and refs for replays things like that they're up in they're doing uh, you know calling out stuff for for the pa guy uh it's that third team is like we said a bunch of unsung heroes and i like to uh, highlight that because i was once on that team so you know to give them give them some love if you uh know anyone out there that is on one of those projections and there's a lot of what's crazy is there's a lot of students they don't bring in hired help no a lot of the big screen the big screens and and the ribbons and stats all students 12th man productions might be the biggest uh the biggest uh student run uh company out there kyle field might be the biggest student run student run stadium in Mm -hmm. literally maybe in the world if we're being real so okay um you so we know that you are not necessarily on scripts you and the band and the yells so does that also mean uh your music is unscripted i mean because we saw you know flux pavilion come in that was just the one that stood out to me it was awesome but then uh, you and i were talking about you know throwing in some classic rock um throwing in some some new rap what, what are you doing to decide uh, what's playing when so pretty much <clears throat> coming from Reed Arena over to Kyle Field, they had already had a good idea of how I run things. And, you know, uh, nobody really told me anything to do over there. You know, I'm, I'll we'll have some constructive criticism of what I need to and what I not need to Well, play. you're going to get plenty at Kyle Field. <laughs> and they uh, – so usually they understand that what I do, I do very well. And so they kind of let me just basically take the reins of it and roll with it. So a lot of the songs I have I – was, I was having to go through and – basically justify my means and a lot of songs i would play before you know the season that we're talking back in the summer before the season i was having to give examples of songs i'd play you know even at one point we actually even contacted a former aggie i forgot where he got his master's and phd from but he's studying actual game day environment elements huh. and one of the things he was uh one of his i guess his i guess the factors or the type of i guess his dedication in one of certain fields right was actual music in game day experiences mm-hmm. and he had actually a, a doctor over this type of science right and it's the actual environment how to create an environment through different types of songs and he actually gave a couple of good suggestions from us and so former aggie a baseball player if i can if i'm correct uh we got introduced over the summer and we kept in touch for a little bit he was definitely one of those people who helped me and he actually <clears throat> Bring he brought me. We we came into a meeting, and it was, I think it was my first meeting with all the you know the big money ags and yeah, yeah, yeah. all the people putting on the show. And they're like, you know, who's this kid over here trying to tell us what he should and shouldn't play? Right. And thank God I had this doctor, this PhD guy, <laughs> when this he goes, we got science exactly. He came in there. They go, okay, so this does matter. Okay, this kid does matter. And I was like, oh, yeah, thank yeah, you, yeah. thank you, giving you a little validation. And so one of the things, uh, whenever I go into game days, I, I have a set list of kind of ideas of what I want to play. You know, that's hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of songs that I might play throughout the game. Because, you know, like you said, production-wise, there's a lot of timeouts. You never realize how many timeouts there are in a game until you're in the production side of things. Or you're sitting in the stadium and you have nothing to do when the, when the freaking guy with the orange arm is holding his hand in the air and you're just like, get off the field! Exactly. If there's more criticized guy on the field than me... It's, it's probably him. him. Absolutely, everybody hates. Like, <laughs> like people are. Some people are hot and cold on you. That everybody well, hates that exactly. guy. Exactly. Everybody hates. Some that people guy. are happy to see me sometimes. That guy. Yeah. Oof, well, speaking of people that are going to be hated on Kyle Field, Bama, <laughs> Bama Hate Week. It's a, it's a crazy week. So I'm the web director up here, as well as just being on air um, on the station. And so I just monitor. Like I was up until I was working last night, probably until about twelve thirty. And I'm and I just have tweet deck open. I'm just like watching tweets scroll by and you know, we have lists and I'm watching and it's just 
you know, all through the night, it's just every couple seconds, something comes up about Bama, you know, and this is you, the, the biggest test they faced it is faced so far is going to be Texas A&M, you know, down the line, they're going to have, you know, probably Auburn and Georgia, and those are going to be pretty big challenges. But, you know, this is the game to watch on Saturday. Uh, so a lot of hype. And obviously even on the ground here, uh, you have all kinds of media coming in. You have tailgates, game days, uh, you know, game day parties. Northgate is going to be insane on Friday night. And that's what's crazy. Northgate on a Friday night before a night kickoff is bonkers. I am planning on going out. See you I'm, there. <laughs> I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to stop by O'Bannon's for a traditional uh, pre-game day pint. And then we're going to do a little bit out on Northgate and then I'm going home and I'm going to bed because it's a big big day on Saturday obviously for you as well you've got to, you know what time what time like 6 oh six thirty kickoff what time are you getting there uh probably depends what time I have to like actually haul my equipment in sometimes I'm able right. to leave it there throughout the week you don't have roadies that do that for you uh, I've got one assistant <laughs> my roommate and he's pretty cool <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, gotta, I gotta buy him a buy him a dose at Northgate afterwards, <laughs> pretty much. He's 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 definitely a great help. Uh, I I love getting it. I, I love getting the chances to do all these cool things with him. You know, it's got when you get a chance to do some fun things. It's always fun to share it with your friends. Yeah, absolutely. So especially when you can bring your best friend on board. No better yeah, time man. in your life. But uh, so when we're looking at coming to game days, I've got to have music rolling at doors open. So that's two hours prior to kickoff. Right. So I try to get there if I, if I already have my stuff set up, probably thirty minutes prior to kickoff. Probably 30 minutes prior to doors opening. Right, right, right. Because usually if everything's already in there, we've already done yeah, sound already tests. Yeah, set up, yeah. I basically go in there, turn my laptop on, kick a fan on, because it's... Yeah, yeah, There's yeah. no AC in Kyle Field. Yep. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, it's Bama. What do you got planned? This is, this is the biggest game at Kyle Field this year. What do you got planned? Man, so there's some really crazy stuff going on. I've really... As hype as it was at South Carolina, I've actually been holding back a lot of really cool songs. You know, I... I didn't want to come out and say that. I wasn't going to say, like, dude, have you been, like, holding back? But as, I mean, I play music for a living, too. I was like, I don't, I don't and I know you enough. I just said, to my, I was like, this is not, I don't feel like this is all that DJ Mike can do. But, of course, it's Nickel State and Louisiana Lafayette at 11 o'clock. And there was a significant difference between those two first two games in South Carolina. There's a significant difference. Well, definitely for those first two games, it was a trial and error, especially that first game. You know, we between the fight Texas Aggie band and the Yale leaders and myself, you know, we were all kind of looking at each other like, how's this going to go? How well, are we going to mesh? And it seemed like there were some growing pains oh, a little bit. 100%. And people, and people called it out. And to and knowing that it's not scripted and that there's a chemistry that's building, I think that that explains a lot. In South Carolina, there was a, definitely a difference. You're right. This is basically, this is the idea of like, you know, if you go to a bar and you ask a girl to dance, you know, y'all probably going to be dancing just perfect right away. You know, right, right, she's right. going to be doing a half step. You're doing a two step. Who knows? Maybe a little bump and grind gets thrown in there. I'm not <laughs> sure. But so that's exactly how we got thrown out there. You know, they're just like, guys, let's see how this goes. You know, we had some idea of how we were going to run the game day environment. But, you know, really it was trial and error. And yeah. I think right now we're starting to smooth things out. And, you know, we're all very supportive of each other between the Fighting Texas Aggie band and the Yellow good. Because I, I feel like people on the internet – Twitter, Facebook, oh man, I, I, it would, there, there's crazy Facebook people everywhere, and I, I, I posted something on one of my pages, and I said, like, 
DJ Mike is the best thing to happen to Kyle Field since Johnny Manziel and, <laughs> and the new and the new big screens. And this dude wrote me an essay. Whoa! No way! Like, I was like, okay, I, I, clearly I pushed the wrong button on that guy. But I, I feel like some people on the internet were trying to, which people just need something to talk about. Oh, you're you right. know, people just need something to talk about. So they're trying to stir the pot a little bit, you know, with you. And it, you were, I think, you were the easy target just because, uh, you know. People think that you're coming in and trying to step on the toes and over, you know, you know, blot out the Aggie band and the Yellers, which I don't think that's it at all. I've never been more hyped doing watching students and doing yells myself than having like, you know, uh, turned down for what while I'm while I'm, you know, screaming uh, because <laughs> the offense because the other team's offense is on the field. It, it's good. It's really good to hear that y'all all have a mutual respect and y'all are i think that a lot of people don't realize that they're all sitting in the same meetings together oh we are 100 and, and one thing that i said on, on a previous podcast was like what are we there for at the end of the day between the 12th man the people who buy tickets dj mike the band the yell leaders what are we there for we're there to support Texas A&M on the football field. The players, the coaches, we're there to support them. So we want to give them the best environment. Mm -hmm. And let's face it, as much as I love John Philip Sousa's march from 1950, I just don't think that that's what football players are listening to in practice and when they're like getting hyped before pregame. I just don't think that's it. Not at all. So obviously, hearing the the band gets gets a lot of the old acts hyped and some other people really excited too and yells, it's for everybody. But adding in... The bass drops and the beats and the classic rock. I feel like that just really steps up one the actual uh, uh, um, volume that people feel like they need to yell at. It actually helps people yell louder because they're like, "Oh, I can't hear myself as much." And it just, man, it just you see people yelling and bouncing and waving their towels to the beat. And I'm like, man, there's no way that this doesn't all coincide. There's no way that this all doesn't serve the same purpose. Like, I feel like we're all there for the same reason. Embrace it. Love it. I wasn't the biggest uh, Justin Bieber fan at first. But you know what? I think we all weren't. But you know what? He's proven himself. He's come out with numerous bangers. Oh, you're right. And we love it. And now I'm now I'm a Bieber guy, you know. Thanks, I'm Biebs. there, and so I feel like that's that's the road that Aggie DJ Mike is on. Man. He's got some. He's got a few haters early on, but we're gonna turn the tides, baby. Hey, Bama's this week. Oh, beat the hell out of Bama. We're gonna roll them. Uh, man, I, you know, I'm like I said, David and Goliath. I'm hoping for the best, and I'm gonna be there no matter what. But you know. The odds are against us. But, you know, a dog backed into the corner can be the most dangerous exactly animal. That's what I was thinking. Uh, okay, so just last minute. Any, like, anything you want fans to know? Probably one of the big things I'd like probably for everyone out there to understand is <clears throat> bringing me in on this, uh, this, experience, this game day experience task force, I'm out here to serve a purpose for the students and the players and the fans. Right. I'm here to create a chaotic environment. Because right now, I mean – We've all seen that. We've seen what happened the past couple of years. Our record is kind of diminished when we're at home. You know, well, our I, players aren't exactly getting those. We're, we're, our team isn't getting those big wins at home, and we've kind of, like they said, we've lost our home field advantage. I think so. Yeah. <clears throat> so this and season, that's not an insult. That's a, no, no, that's it's just, statistically it's just, proven. It's just been a rough couple of years at Kyle Field, and you know, right. it, it happens at every. It happens everywhere. And so, to help out our team, to be you know in true twelfth man spirit and fashion, I'm here to do whatever I can to get the players hyped up. 
and while still trying to respect our game day environment you know the bands and the yells they're gonna be pumping out there like crazy yeah we've done three times the amount of yells and band uh the songs yeah for the band from the fight texas aggie band than we have ever these guys are tired we put a lot of work in for all this and like you said there's a lot of unsung heroes that are making these things happen and i just want to give a shout out to all of them too yeah and i th- <clears throat> i think that's the biggest thing that was upsetting me and you know what like we're a fan of a university's football team it, there's tons of them across the country and really more or less whether we realize it or not most football fans fan bases are more or less the same they have their ups and their downs and they have their diehard loyals but what was upsetting for me is just going to this university and watching other people criticize i guess some things about game day in the team it's like man we're all we're all on the same team here like we're all wanting to see wins and that's what and that's what the athletic department is doing like okay it's been a little you know something has been missing um from kyle field or maybe not even missing but you know things are just changing in the world and we want to embrace some of those changes bring them to kyle field we want to create the best environment possible it's not like they were sitting here like you know what forget this tradition stuff it's stupid out the window some people would say that they want that to happen, but I don't think that's what the athletic department was doing. I know those people. That's definitely not what they were saying. They're trying to create the best environment possible for everyone there, and I think some people were just... I think people online were just getting a little scared. Like, right. oh my gosh, they're trying to change everything. No, well, actually, the things that you love, like the band and the Fighting Tag Zaggy band and the yells, there's more of them, and we're just trying to enhance their experience you know, and their ability to create a better game day. And I, I so I, I, you know, yeah, I will go ahead and uh, echo your thoughts. But, uh, all right, so that is uh, Aggie DJ Mike on Twitter. Aggie DJ Mike, uh, it, you have an Instagram and stuff too, but Twitter is really the Yeah, way you Twitter's inter- my main thing. Twitter's right the thing where you interact, and they can interact with you on game day, right? Yep, during the game, hey, in between plays and stuff, you know, I'm right there, my phone's sitting there, I see it lighting up, and I respond to a lot of people, you know, whether yeah, it's direct message, You responded tweet. to me like twice on, yeah. on in South Carolina. Yeah. It's awesome. So at Aggie DJ Mike on Twitter, you can find him in the northeast corner of Kyle Field uh, with his little barbecue pit, grilling up some hot beets. Loving it. Okay. Uh, make sure you follow us. Make sure you subscribe. And uh, Mike, dude, thanks for coming in. Appreciate it. And, love it. Uh, hey, maybe bas- basketball season we might have round two. Hey, I love it. Let's do it. All right, dude. We'll check you soon. Gig him. Stay in touch with the show at Radio Catnip on Twitter and at Mr. Catnip on Instagram.